You know, change doesn't have to be hard. I'm Pastor Ann and welcome to the Pastor's Table. In this episode, we're going to be talking a bit about, you know, what, how can we change? What makes us change? And if we have the right motivation and we look to the right person, it can be easy. With love, especially the love from our Father, we can do all things. Hi, welcome back to the Pastor's Table. So we ended the last talk with you about what, what, uh, with a question. What prompts you to change? Why do you know you need to change? All of that. And we were out of time at that point. <laughs> <laughs> what, when Pastor Gwen asked that question, the, the, the scripture that came to mind for me was Romans 2, verse 4. And uh, I'm going to read it from the Amplified because it just is awesome, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll start from the beginning, but I, the, the key here is that last sentence. It says, or are you so blind as to trifle with and presume upon and despise and underestimate the wealth of his, God's, kindness and forbearance and long-suffering patience? Are you unmindful or actually ignorant of the fact that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent, to change your mind and inner man to accept God's will? Now, the word repent here, a lot of people, when they think about repent, their immediate thought, our immediate thought is, oh, we've done something wrong and we have to change. But repent actually isn't that. That, That's when it's part of forgiveness, but you can repent from something that isn't necessarily a sin. It's just somewhere in your life where God wants you to change your direction. Repent is all about changing direction mm-hmm. in our lives, right? So it says that lesson says that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent. And when you look at that word kindness, the, the root of it says um, God furnishes what is needed in an according manner to bring about change That's in your good. life. That's good. Mm-hmm. And that is that that helped me mm-hmm. so much, but it really answers that question. So you know, how, how do I deal with this in my life? How do I deal with this? Mm-hmm. You go to God. Absolutely, you go to God because His kindness. He wants to help you change your direction and help you go the right way. When you see that social injustice happening, He's the one that that's going to help you go the right way. When you're wanting just to, you know, kind of attack it head on. And in, in the situation and deal with it and get out there and get your voice heard and, and have a stand for it and all this kind of stuff. But is that what God wants? You're, you're going down that road, but I'm like, okay, yeah, but I, I need to go to God first. I need to hear from God first. I need to hear the Holy Spirit in this. And so you, you, you take that step back, even though it's stewing on the inside of it and you've got your engines running and everything like that. But you're like, okay, Lord, I, just, I cast this care upon you. And I need to hear you, Lord. I need. To, I, I know I need a change of direction here. And I know your kindness brings that in my life. You, you furnish what is needed inside of me to help make that change, to make that change of direction. So help me. And let, I'm going to take time here, Lord, and I just want to hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. There's enough wrong going on out there <laughs> yes. that we need to hear God from. I think when also talk in that you're saying they need to know God. Yeah. So if someone gets totally involved in 
the cause, mm -hmm. like you were talking about before, mm -hmm. the cause, whatever it is, yeah. uh, sexual immorality, oh, it's going on in the schools, et cetera, et cetera. God will give away, I'll tell you an interesting circumstance because I, I, I'm kind of a fiery person, so I, I can, I know what it's like, mm -hmm. but you know, in different situations to get, you know, and want to change things. Years and years ago when our children, because I'm a grandmother now, so this is like 30 years ago, uh, when our children were in school, they began, that was the first introduction of books that had same-sex marriage and things like that. And I got wrapped in it. And I had to pull out, my mom, praise the Lord, she just kept, you know, the love of God, love never fails, Gwen. And I'm like, I couldn't hear her. Mm -hmm. She kept saying to me, love never fails. That's what the Bible says. Love never fails. And I said, you don't understand. I was getting angry. Mm. I was so involved. I couldn't see. Right. And she said, love never fails, Gwen. I'm like, she was like a broken record. <laughs> and like, what day I even talked to God about? I was so angry with my mom. She didn't get it. <laughs> I found out who didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and when I did, and I calmed down, God said to me, the answer is easy. Uh, it always is. It was easy. Mm -hmm. It's always easy and simple. And, and you know, now there was lawsuits and et cetera, et cetera, and time had passed. And I was asked actually to come in now. Uh, the people were praying and said, let's get her in here. And, and, she be, and so I took a position that they did. And from that position, I was able to have the books removed on basically grammar principles. Mm. Oh, wow. That was all it took. Yeah, and, and one of them, I one of them was uh, plagiarism on another writer. And so I wrote to the company and said, "By the way, there's this book that's been released, and I think it's plagiarism for one of your titles of your books." And that book was off the market within two weeks of that letter. Mm. But mm -hmm. God, I, I would if I had not come to God, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have known another way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But first, I had to yield to someone else's voice. Mm -hmm. And and I wasn't happy about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was mad. I mean, the funny the funny turnaround is I was in God's face praying about my mom. <laughs> and it's like, it's not about your mom. It's about you. <laughs> yeah. Imagine not being able to hear that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. You know, we run without, you know, the answer. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then we wonder why we get into trouble. I just like, I, I'm just like having a flash to like Peter who, you know, he's in the garden with Jesus and he thinks, oh, I'll defend Jesus. <laughs> I'll defend you, Lord. And he takes a sword that's way too heavy for him. And, you know, he's trying to give a death blow, but he just cuts an ear off. And, 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 and Jesus said, no, this is not the way we're doing it. And let alone the fact that he just said, I am, and all of them fell down. Yeah. All the soldiers fall down, right? <laughs> that's right. So, <laughs> so there's God's remedy. And, and, and God's remedy in that situation was for him to lay down his life. Yeah. And uh, I think that a lot of the time we try our, we're trying to do it in our own strength mm -hmm. and we see the problem and we see, you know, that we're just going to put a little bandaid on a gushing wound and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's not going to work. Yeah. I like, I like hear me. It's a, it's a, it's not a, a situation of social justice per se, but when I was like, like wanting to be married, I, you know, like I was pursuing a relationship. And so, and so I just like needed to make this person fit 
to be the husband. And, and so I was just going for it and doing it and my strength. And, and then, you know, I had, I had someone come to me and, and, you know, and say, well, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> and, 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 and I was, and, and I was just sitting there. I'm like, and I realized that fear and, and the situation was causing me to try to, to fix the problem in my own strength. Uh -huh. And once I real like I realized, you know what, hey, wait a second. This isn't right. This isn't good. And we're 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 thinking about that question of like what what's making you turn. And you know, the goodness of God leads men to repentance. Yeah. And in that situation, I'm in this situation and I'm like, and I wanted to solve it. I want the, the situation to be fixed. And in it, I realized I was doing it by myself on my own. And I was unhappy. I was crying all the time. And, and it wasn't what God had for me. Yeah. And I had to realize that I have, there was this situation, a problem, and we have all these social justice issues, these problems. But if we want to solve them more than we want God, you have a problem. Yeah. Wow, that's really good. And I was in a situation where I had to decide mm -hmm. that I don't care how this other situation goes. I just want you, Lord. Yeah. And I just want what you have for me. Mm -hmm. I want what you say for me. I want everything that you want for me. Mm -hmm. Because that's way better than what I'm doing over here. Mm -hmm. And in that, I just let it go. Yeah. And I turned to him mm -hmm. and I said, God, help me. Mm -hmm. God, help me. <laughs> and he helped me. Amen. Amen. He always does. He helped me. But I couldn't see mm -hmm. when I was looking at the problem mm -hmm. and I was trying to do it myself. Yeah. And I think that that's what people are getting involved in is they can't see, they can't hear because they're not looking to God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we said in the last episode. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, another example of this comes to mind, and it actually has to do with you, Pastor. Right? <laughs> um, so you can correct me. And all right, as, all right. as I, so uh, during the pandemic, Pastor Gwen was, I believe, praying about everything that was going on one day, and she randomly hears the Holy Spirit say, "Don't get involved with protest." That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's like. Okay, Lord, <laughs> whatever you want. And so there was a, this was when, uh, when uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry was starting to bring in a lot of restrictions and a lot of changes and you can do this and can't do that and that kind of stuff. And there was a lot of Christians getting up in arms about this and because it was starting to affect churches and things like that. But Pastor Gwen had, was seeking the Lord about the whole situation and her don't get involved in those. And didn't really understand why, but okay, we'll take that step back. Well, the culmination or the fruit of hearing and adhering to that, that instruction from the Lord was that Pastor Gwen ended up on a small group that had the ear of Dr. Bonnie Henry and would have, uh, would have meetings with her and, and, and things like that and was, was able to help the situation mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. have a strong yeah. voice in yes. the situation, yes. which yeah. brought about a whole yes. lot of fruit. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. You know? That's yeah. a very good example of what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Very good example. Thank you. 
Um, sorry, you go. No, ahead. no, not always easy to do those things. <laughs> yeah, because yes. I'd rather do something else. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it it really does illustrate some of the point that we're making here, in that um, now people have from from little up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see it in in little kids all the time, and it's amazing because kids that can hardly speak have a sense of right and wrong and what's oh, yes. fair. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? They can hardly talk, but they know when something's not fair. That's right. How come they got a bigger piece than I got? Yes. Yeah. Right? So yeah. they, internally, mankind has that in their nature, a sense of rightness. Mm-hmm. And so it's within mankind to just rise up and I want what's right. The thing is, is that mankind doesn't know what is right. Yeah. So there is that what determines what is right often is how I feel about it, how it affects me personally. And self is usually at the center of that. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, We were talking about love and and that chapter, love never fails. Mm -hmm. And so in in looking at that, it talks about in 1 Corinthians 13 where that phrase comes from, love never fails. It says love does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Mm-hmm. So in love, there is still that. It loves what's right. loves what's true. Mm-hmm. Right? Love doesn't, of its own nature, does not rejoice when evil and unrighteousness prevail. Not at all. At the same time, love doesn't seek its own. Yeah. yeah. So all these things work together with God. It doesn't seek its own. But yet it can also rejoice at righteousness and truth and not rejoice when, uh, when wickedness and unrighteousness prevail. So love in, incorporates all of those factors together in a perfect balance. Mm-hmm. But you see, as human beings, without God, we don't really know what love is. Yeah, that's, that's right. So true. We don't. The only person who, who we can go to who is love is God, yeah. and mm-hmm. He is the source of all love. So really, if we're going to know what is righteous, and true and just and good, we need to go to God who is love because He's the one to show us and tell us all that. He Himself is that standard. Amen. Mm-hmm. He Himself mm-hmm. is that standard. And if we're measuring things by a different standard, we are measuring incorrectly. Mm-hmm. That's right. Absolutely measuring incorrectly. The, uh, in another proverb talks about how God hates uh Weights that are in yeah. are in balance. Proverbs eleven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's like you know, our sense of righteousness can often be just based on our own upbringing or what we've seen or what That's we've good. done. Yeah, and so we have an internal sense of right and wrong, and then we hear what someone else is saying, and then we want to you know we want to be. Sometimes people fight against it. Sometimes people want to be in the same boat as another person in the sense, okay, well, we'll stand together against this. And people have this sense of righteousness internally that they're, you know, very, can be, can be very uh, forceful about. But righteousness doesn't come from us. Righteousness yeah. comes from God. If we don't know Him, if we're not willing to put aside our own sense of right and wrong, our own sense of righteousness. You quoted a scripture that comes from the Old Testament, and Israel did what was right in their own eyes. Yeah. <laughs> There's another proverb that says, um, it talks about uh, uh, a way may, may, there is a way that seems right to a man, yeah. mm-hmm. but in the mm-hmm. end leads to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man is not the judge of what is right and what is wrong, mm-hmm. not ultimately. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so 
there are things where people are making decisions based on their own, you know, their own ways of going about stuff. And it's automatically flawed because humankind without God is flawed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're trying to do the best that they can do, but it's, it's, they're not using the standard. They're not mm-hmm. uh, living according to God's standard. And it's automatically flawed. Mm-hmm. If, if we as, as believers um, put that aside for a moment, and take the time to get to know what God is saying. Get the time. Take the time to hear how He's, uh, who He is, and what He's like, and and get to know Him better. That sense of righteousness and justice will actually come out in our lives yeah. a whole lot more, and we'll have a proper measuring standard to, in order to deal with some of these things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When emotions are involved, and yeah. they're they're not the lead, and that's where people get in oh, trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in First Timothy one, and verse nine. Uh, well, we start at verse eight. We know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Mm-hmm. So there, we, there's reasons the law, the land has laws, and the government makes some laws. They're doing their best to make some boundaries for people, and that's not incorrect. Mm-hmm. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man. That means if you're really walking in the righteousness of God that comes yeah. through Christ Jesus, there is going to be a place where the Holy Spirit speaks inside of you and you're going to know, hey, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. and, yeah. and the yeah. the word, it says it, it, the Ten Commandments get written on your heart. Yeah. Yeah. There's a place where the, those things are written right inside of you. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's different from the kind of knowing that there's something right and wrong. That's where the word of God begins to, as you know God, go, wait a minute, why would I lie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would I steal? That doesn't belong to me. And so it, it divides those things better. But for those people who don't have that, that's why the law is there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The law is not made for righteous men, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly, for sinners, and, and unholy or profane murderers of fathers and etc. And I had someone come to me once and say, see, the law is not for us then because we're born again. <laughs> and so I can speed or do what I want. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you didn't get that. No. <laughs> that's not kind of how it works. There's, mm-hmm. That's that's an abuse of grace, yeah. <laughs> straight up. Mm-hmm. But this, we, we share these things to lay a foundation of how we hear God yeah. so that we can begin to have that separation, the word, the, uh, the how the word separates us from the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, what do you mm-hmm. say? The fruit and the root. Mm-hmm. Because when Jesus comes into our life, we're born again on the inside. Our mm. spirit man then gets purified. Our mm. head has a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions, that part did not get born again. No. But it can be renewed. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's the kind of thing that begins to happen as we begin to know God and mm-hmm. begin to know his ways and allow them to speak into our life. Then that can bring a change. But I can tell you this. Never, you know, when I was in my teenagers, I got born again when I was four. But in my teenagers, I became very apparent and very aware of sin. But there was this one pastor, my goodness, he used to say, if you haven't struck oil in 10 minutes, quit boring. And uh, (laughs) it was funny because he would preach and I'd shake. I knew, oh my goodness, the presence of God would fill the room and my heart would just like, (sighs) you know, I knew what I had done was wrong. I, and, 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 uh, you know, I, I mean, I was a teenager and with a lot of passion. So it had a lot of God. I needed God. <laughs> <laughs> Desperately. But it didn't stop there. That didn't produce a change. 
it is, uh, even the other day I was in a store and uh, I picked up a, a, a pair of dress pants and then I picked up a shirt and I'd gone in and the lady was, you know, taking you in the room and you try and step on. And, and she said, oh, look at that. The shirt matches. And I smirked. And I said, oh, imagine that, eh? <laughs> like, and I rolled my eyes and I thought, and immediately I knew it was wrong. I said, I'm sorry. It was rude. And, and she said, oh, it's okay, whatever. But it wasn't okay. No, no it's not. And as we get soft to his voice, we know that those things aren't right. Yeah. It's not right. It's not nice. No. It's not God. Mm -mm. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I think we're going to be talking about this in the next session. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. We're out of time now. Be blessed. Amen.